Uh, welcome back, everybody. Got ourselves another episode of the Banana Slam Jaren podcast, where me and my boy Jaren be slamming some bananas. So, uh, this week, no guest. I was uh, pretty busy all last week, so I have no excuse other than I chose to do other things than find a guest, monkeys. So, that, how do you feel about that? Uh, you know, it happens. We all have those weeks. I, for Man. one, took, like, this entire week off because I streamed every day for a month and a half, and then I just started getting mad at Dota, so. Yeah, I'm kind of right there, too. I think I, I don't know. I don't know if I need to take a break. I mean, I don't I'm, know. I'm definitely going to, I'm probably going to start streaming again tonight, I think. Either tonight or tomorrow. I haven't, I haven't decided yet, but. If you don't stream tonight, I, your viewers will call you a liar, my friend. Well, I mean, they do that anyways, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, guys, so before we get into the actual podcast itself, we are here to drumble special event for the podcast. Uh, so what we have going on is that on the 29th, we have a little partnership with Prediction and such that will be doing a live AMA where you guys are actually interacting with us during the podcast. There are tickets on sale if you guys want to be a part of it. Um, there's only 100 spots if people care. Uh, exclamation point podcast event in chat. Um, I'm just going to quickly show it on screen here. If you guys do exclamation point podcast event and go to prediction.com, you can buy one of the tickets here. Ignore the light mode. There's going to be a cool little NFT that goes with it. It absolutely, you know, you could just toss it if you don't like it, or you could keep it forever and cherish it. It's up to you. It's mainly just for the tickets. But uh, there will be some perks, I guess, from the NFT in future. But, yes, it'll be on the 29th at 5 p.m. if you guys want to be a part of it. If not, all good. It will still be streamed. So if that does not interest you... Ah! Got to show monkeys here. Oh, I moved the prediction. Ah, uh, this is failure now. Okay. If you... Oh, my gosh. Dude. There we go. First try. So, if you guys uh, want to be a part of that, make sure you check it out. I'll be mentioning it on stream a decent amount um, between now and the 29th, which is 12 days. So, it'll just be a little special episode of the podcast. A little something, something. But, my man, monkeys. That's me. I've got I had a pretty fun week, dude. So if you guys are new to the podcast, we talk a little bit about Dota. We talk a little bit about Sometimes. life. Yeah, we talk like 20% Dota, 80% life. It's more so meant to be a podcast about, you know, the fact that Dota people can have lives. And then we also end up talking about Dota anyways, because that's the way Dota people work. You know, we just inevitably the conversation will go back to Dota. So... My, I'll start talking about my week because it was a really fun week. Um, uh, so what happened was the Liquid team showed up. Um, I can't disclose all of it, I don't think. But Zai showed up, so he's here. Uh, and Sany also said on Twitter that he was showing up too. So Blitz has been here. Jabs the coach is here. So they also had Asa Butterfield. Do you know who that is, Monkeys? I do. Okay, so we had Ace Ace of Butterfield here. That was pretty pretty cool. Uh, he's the main actor in Sex Education, the show. If you guys haven't seen it, 
Uh, he's a part of Liquid. Like he's just does random content for them and stuff, and oh, represents them. And... Yeah, he's Liquid. actually like signed with Liquid as like a oh, representative see. or yeah, I don't yeah. know exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, ambassador, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did a, a really fun content piece that you guys will be seeing. Uh, me, Asa, and Aiden. It was recorded on Saturday. I don't want to say what it was because. It'll literally ruin the surprise, but it was a lot of fun. So we did that. We had like a really fun time hanging out uh, throughout the course of the week. We all went to the gym together. I'm getting really swole, monkeys. I'm just letting you know. Like we talked oh, about baby. it that when we saw each other back in like July or whatever, that you know we both had to whip ourselves into shape. I'm doing my part. Uh, it's up to you. You know, I don't know if uh, I I was doing really well until I have had my whatever problems apparently it's not like conclusively a hernia because i I got my ultrasound done but i don't know well we'll see what the cause what are the other options i i I don't know i haven't officially talked to my doctor yet i only talked to like the nurse or whoever was doing the ultrasound itself oh i see okay so you know I'm trying to talk about a fun week, and Monkey's just here talking about his fucking hernia, so, you, you know. You brought up working out. You can't call me out like that when I'm injured, man. <laughs> hey, man, I, I figured by now, you know, your body had, had like, gotten over it, you know? What? <laughs> that's, not, that's not how things work, PSJ. Feel like if I had that hernia for like a month, I'd be over it by now. Like I'd it'd be really have gotten old, you know. Just just get yeah. better. <laughs> just just do better. <laughs> but uh, so last week was weird because we were doing stuff every day. We had like okay, so we had the chefs at the liquid facility are also like caterers. So on Wednesday we had a like four course meal prepared for us at the liquid facility by the Damn. chefs. So that was pretty cool. Uh, that was really nice. Um, that was like the welcome back liquid players mm. and BSJ. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, but it was a weird week because pretty much every day, other than like two or three, I had something going on. So I just didn't really stream all that much. I was on a hot streak before then, and now I suck. Uh, so that's life. I, I think, you know, on Saturday, I have the excuse that I was hung over from Friday. I, I can definitely make that excuse, <laughs> but the rest of the days, I don't, I don't got a, I don't got an excuse monkeys. So how's the MMR doing? Did you say you, you took a week off of streaming? Did you also take a week off of Dota? Uh, I played a couple of the nights. I probably ended up playing like 10 games off stream or something. Went like six and four. So it was like acceptable (laughs) i feel like i should play off stream and then i think money i mean it's like i don't know i just do it sometimes just to like make sure i still enjoy the game for the game rather than like every time i've done it i've enjoyed it man like (laughs) yeah i mean me as well but i don't know i kind of i kind of enjoy playing off stream now and then just the like, like remind myself that it's just 10 players in the game and everything and just you know more focus true on Dota stuff rather than stream stuff 
Yeah, it's definitely a constant battle I've been having for my entire career. Uh, <laughs> choosing to stream or not my games, knowing that I'll probably play better and also enjoy the game for just the game. Obviously, yeah. streaming has its perks, right? But uh, it takes a toll. I think it for me, it makes me really upset when uh, I'm doing something like unorthodox and the entire focus of like the chat and channels just like flaming or whatever, yeah. whatever I'm doing, you know, <laughs> I feel like it definitely pigeonholes you into like the meta, you know, like you can't yeah. really try new shit. I think over the years I lost my willingness to try new shit. So trying to get that back. But uh unless you're me and just first pick brewmaster instead of over a sixty percent win rate. <laughs> can I actually fuck you by the way? Can I actually talk to you about the fact that I've lost like five to ten games in a row to a broodmother? Like wait, pretty brood mother or broodmother, 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 because this is another one of your heroes. Yeah, and I would like to say I don't know you do this. Uh, it seems like something you would probably do. I land against the guy mid. I need uh, to know if there's a counter to this. I land against him mid. Can I? I'm actually gonna show you this. You're gonna see it on your thing. I I need to show you this. This is literally gonna be the first time we've pulled up a replay on the podcast. Okay, monkeys. I need you yeah. to see this shit. Tell me if you've done this. I need to know. I don't know if it only works with brood because I've seen people do it with techies a little bit when it comes to mines. Um, uh, oh, st stacking your spiderlings into one unit hitbox? No, he's watch watch this fucking lane, dude. Where, where's where's the fucking? Oh, okay, fast forward here. Let's get to this. I, I need you to see this. You you see my screen, right, monkeys? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Where is it here? So like, I'm gonna try to CS this range creep. I think it is. Yes. Look what this guy fucking does. Oh, does he just put his body on top of it so you can't right-click him? I literally can't right-click right the fucking creep. I, I just right-click him. He did this consistently. I actually didn't know how to deal with it. Is this yeah, like Broodmother's hitbox being fucking massive or something? Like, Well, well, it's because her hitbox is bigger and she has no collision. so she can Oh, she has no collision, so she specifically yeah. can do this shit. Yeah, he does it again here. Well, let me see. Where does he do it again? Man, it was fucking annoying. Yeah, he does. He just does it every time. He just puts his hero on top of the fucking creep. Yeah, I literally had the burrow strike this range creep. Look at this. I had the burrow strike the range creep because I can't <laughs> click it, dude. Like, what the fuck? I've never seen this before. Look at this. I mean, that, that, that's definitely clever for mid. I don't. You can't really do that in the off lane because you take way too much damage from two heroes hitting you. Like, like, look at this shit. I had the yeah. burrow strike a range creep, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying that it uh, it no, definitely no, that, that's a cool trick. That's it cool. was it was frustrating. I figured if you didn't do it, you would find it interesting at the very least. So that was my ventilation for today. <laughs> this guy, I think he's smurfing because he's got he's like bronze tier brood, rank four hundred, and he's doing shit like that. So yeah, I, I mean, I'm pretty good. sure, pretty sure that's well, a smurf. Uh, what item build does the beard go that you lose to? Uh, Orb of Corrosion, Treads, Orchid, BKB is what he's been doing. All right. Interesting. Mm -hmm.
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Yeah, it's very annoying. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, I, I, it, I want Brood to work again. I just like, I don't know, my style of playing Brood is completely dead, and I don't really feel like teaching myself a new way to play <laughs> that is really annoying i imagine because i was talking about this earlier like okay this is actually a great segue this is in my notes i'm really glad you brought it up conveniently <laughs> um so i'll ask you so i mentioned earlier that like slark used to get played a specific way and i feel like for a while i always was in denial anytime i thought slark might be decent i would always say nah this hero's kind of shit and it was like because i would try it and I would try to play him like the old Slark, you know, and uh, yeah. I would lose. And I was just like, I feel like when you're playing a hero a bajillion times and then they get like conceptually remade, you know, an example, Ursa, you know, five years ago, six years ago, he was like a lane dominating carry. And now he's like kind of weak in lane, but then he comes online really hard in like the mid game. So... I have to imagine Broodmother might have to be, like, the most annoying hero to, like, remain relevant, right? Like, isn't yeah. that the literal worst? How many times have they reworked her? So many times. Like, like so many times. <laughs> like, four, like, four, maybe five. Yeah, but, and they're all pretty but, drastic, but, right? Like, Yeah, that, that, there is an iteration of her that your webs gave you invisibility, but I remember if you this. Took damage, then you lost your no collision and move speed and invisibility in the webs. So like you had to completely like make sure your hero wasn't taking any damage. Whatsoever. And your spiders lost it too, right? Your spiders yeah, were invisible yeah, yeah. and took yeah. 
And Brood was actually kind of considered a TA counter because if TA would not one-shot all of the Spiderlings, they would all lose collision and just surround TA. So they would just be oh. like a giant circle around, and then she can't one-shot Psyblade the Spiderlings anymore. <laughs> Damn. But Damn, yeah, okay. like, there is that iterate, and you know, I'm not going to name every single Brood iteration there's been, but that was like the the iteration that i started brood on so there's been a lot since then <laughs> yeah somebody's asking so like what made you choose brood mother monkeys what made you uh what why funny, why is she one of your main story heroes? actually <laughs> because uh team archon the team that i qualified for the shanghai major with um they need they basically wanted to try me out as their mid player because they were gonna kick uh Susie Rioya. And so Fluff and Stuff and Moo, you know, they were kind of like the drafters on Archon and like they made the majority of the decisions. And uh we were playing the open qualifiers for one of the majors because they made a player swap outside of the roster locks or whatever. So we had to go through opens. And we were we were just playing open qualifiers and Fluff asked, he's like, hey monkeys do you play Broodmother? And Moo just instantly responds, "Oh yeah, Monkeys is a gr is a great brood. You can just like pick and brood whenever. He'll he'll just solo carry the game." And I was like, "I am. <laughs> I play Brood." <laughs> I had, had you ever like, actually played Brood? I mean, I had I had maybe like thirty games on the Hero or something in pubs, and like I guess I had a kind of decent win rate, but I was in no way like confident on the Hero. I would like would just sometimes play her as like a test. So you had to make like, sure Moo didn't look like a dumbass and like yeah. spam the shit out of it. <laughs> well, and then throughout the entire open qualifier, Fluff just is first picking me brood like every game. <laughs> it's like, you know, a brood sounds really good right now. And I'm like, uh, all right, I guess you can pick me brood. <laughs> so That's, uh... I literally played brood until like the top four. And then we lost to like some South American team because that was when the Americas were combined into one region. Yeah, I feel like I remember that story vaguely. And, I think you yeah, told it to I, me back at like VGJ or something like <laughs> like years but, ago. Well, yeah. And then a after that open qualifier, I was like, all right, I guess I'll learn the hero that my team thinks I'm really good at. So then I started spamming it in pubs, so it was like actually a decent brute. And then I qualified for a major with it. So <laughs> that's like when you're trying to uh, impress a girl and you tell her you're like really good at something and you're like not actually good <laughs> yeah. at it. And then you and then like, you know, you end up dating her or something like goes on longer than you expected. And you're like, shit. I guess I gotta learn this shit, you know. <laughs> gotta take some lessons. I remember. I mean, I, I didn't. I didn't want to like make or, or say I couldn't play the hero that Moose seemed like confident I could play. So I was just like, yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I can do it. No worries. I got the micro down. <laughs> yeah, uh, that I remember seeing a Reddit post about some or it was like a tweet. Some guy said like, "Hey guys, I told a girl I was really good at chess. She said she wants to play me later." You know, how do I do this? <laughs> and uh, and somebody's the reason why I was on Reddit is because the response was fucking genius. The guy said, "Have her play white, load up against a computer, and then do whatever the computer like 
have like make her moves against the computer as white <laughs> and then do whatever the computer does. That's genius, actually. <laughs> I was like, I'm fucking using that one at some point. It's that, uh, yeah, I mean, that was, uh, that was impressive, right? That, that, that was like one of those like 90,000 upvote Reddit threads that you, uh, that's genuinely hilarious. Yeah, you just, you, you gotta give it props. That guy thought that through. He 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 was a problem solver, you know. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So, where were we, monkeys? I just told you the story of how I learned brood or how I got into brood because you you asked me. Yeah, I feel like every you know people ask about your screen name. People ask about like how do you pick these heroes. You know, it all has a story. And it's really yeah. funny because you look at my game history and you see 300 or something Huskar games. A lot of Huskar <laughs> games. And pretty much all of them are like three years ago plus. I'm pretty sure my last yeah. 20 Huskar games, I've been across like three years, four years. And they're all almost all losses. Because I, like, I never really learned the hero. Because he's similar to Brood, right? Where he, he's been conceptually reworked like... A lot. <laughs> a lot. I remember when I just started playing Huskar was when your passive gave, I think, damage too. It was like a shit ton of attack speed. The strategy was to just rush Morbid. Like, you'd go no fucking items. You'd go, like, stats. Oh, yeah, and then you'd get, like, a Satanic or something. Yeah, you'd... you'd <laughs> no, you rushed Helm with the Dominator. I don't remember if it built into... Satanic, oh, but yeah, yeah. I think it did build into Satanic. But you rushed Helm with the Dominator, and you just went zero zero four with stats. Um, and like, I remember back when I was like super noob that if you got off to a decent start, you'd just be laning versus like three people and kill them all. Um, so that was always really fun to me. I thought that was really cool. And then they reworked Huskar to be the um, magic resistant. Yeah, Huskar. Uh, if nobody remembers, yeah. So nobody, not many people remember this stage. But there was like a year and a half where, when they made Huskar that way, that he had ninety nine point nine nine percent magic resistance at less than like five percent HP or something. I remember testing in it in a demo. You could have what the fuck mode on Dagon Five E Blade Skywrath Mage Ulti being spammed. And if Huskar used his Q, you would not kill him. <laughs> I remember I'm, being, like, so nutty. <laughs> it was literally impossible to kill Huskar with magic damage. And at the time, like, that time was when I was on... I just started playing competitive, was towards the end of this period. And, uh... I, I swear, it was like... It was, like, similar to the situation with Troll Warlord, where... They buffed him like 10 times or whatever, and just none of... I feel like every hero by now's kind of hit that period where... Do you know what I mean? Where before these patches, um, these heroes were literally never played in like all of Dota 2. You know, the hero yeah. just was ignored. Like nobody in competitive had ever picked Huskar or Troll Warlord or anything like that. And so like when Troll got buffed, I knew he was broken because I played Troll. He's one of my favorite heroes. He was the reason I made top 10 
and then at the at the time when MMR came out, because I just spam Troll Warlord and nobody picked them. Um, and then Huskar too. I got like I was seven for seven in competitive Dota, like my first seven games playing Huskar um, when I was on Summer's Rift, and. I was trying to tell Arteezy and shit. Dude, I was trying to tell Arteezy, man, when we were at the land. I'm like, dude, this hero's broken, dude. Um, and nobody picked it. And then, right before TI, they nerfed it. I was like, nobody's even picking this fucking hero. And they nerfed it to 86%. And I was like, or it's like, at, at the, it's the same hero, but at max resistance, he's at 86% rather than 99.999%. So you would actually die to shit. But then all of a sudden, people were picking Huskar. And I was just so confused. I was like, he literally got like f banned every single game or something, that patch. Um, you know, I really don't know where I was going with this. But there have been so many iterations of Huskar. And what I'm getting at here is I've played like 300 games of him plus, And I fucking suck at that hero now. I'm pretty good at armlet toggling because of the hero. Um, they're... Okay, I, I, I'm the... Just cut me off if I'm being obnoxious, monkeys. So there was a period of time where Huskar could, or any hero that had an orb, could attack with Ghost Scepter on. Do you remember that? I vaguely remember that. So like OD, Viper, Huskar, yeah, Drow, yeah, yeah, yeah. they could all attack if they had Ghost Scepter on. So there was a brief period where that was in the game, and <laughs> Huskar... <laughs> yes, yes. And Huskar had 99.9% .9 magic resistance. Yeah. Okay? So my build was <laughs> Tranquil Boots, because they were back when they had an active. Tranquil Boots, Armlet, Ghost Scepter, Dagon 5. Okay, that was my build. And I would straight up be a, you know, 5% HP Huskar with Ghost Scepter on, who during the Ghost Scepter is literally unkillable. Like, you cannot kill me, because they're like, you know, unless you dispelled the Ghost Scepter, but, you know, back then people are like 2k MMR, they're not fucking dispelling my no, Ghost Scepter. No one buys Diffusal, which is just the most brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nobody, nobody ever purged it or whatever. And I would just be attacking with, like, 600 attack speed at 5% HP, and then... I would just ult them and dag on them. That was just the... <laughs> it was the funniest shit. And I swear, I look at these games and I'm like, I probably had like a 70% win rate doing that shit, okay? I, I had like... It was massively high win rate. And I just think to myself, I look back, like, I was a sick fuck, but at the same time, I played 100 games at least doing this, and I didn't get any better. I didn't learn anything about Dota. Yeah. I also had my period where I played Jungle Doom with Midas Rush. And I if mean, we lost, it was always my team not making enough space for me. That I was mean, always dude, the I reason. Have, I have over 900 games on Pudge, and I certainly did not learn, like, a single thing about Dota in any of those games. I, I mean, like, it's crazy when you when you bring up, like, old heroes that you used to play or whatever. Because, like, you, you, had, a, you had a mid player stint as well. Uh, and now, like you have an, you have had an offlane sim that you're like, you still kind of dabble in offlane, yeah. and you know, you're obviously mainly a carry. But like, I had four years. I was a mid player. I have over a thousand games on Storm with like a sixty five percent win rate, and like, <laughs> I I was like so good at Storm back in the day. But you know, now I, I mean, like I can still play the hero and you know, kind of still understand it because storm as like a hero hasn't really changed too much since 
I was playing it four years ago, right? Just when I was playing, Bloodstone had a had a suicide active, so you never fed your kill streaks, and you know that felt. Oh uh, yes, the suicide <laughs> Bloodstone. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I loved playing Storm when Bloodstone did that because I, it would be off cooldown. I'd be like, what's the worst that can happen? You know, I'm not going to be any goal. <laughs> and then you think about the time where that overlapped with the respawn talents and you had yeah. Lena's mid going rushing Bloodstone. And then yeah. if they they if they were got caught out, they just kill themselves with the Bloodstone and their respawn would be like 15 seconds. Yeah, <sighs> those are the days. Big fan yes. of Storm in this <laughs> and and Zip was like less percentage mana as well, so you could literally zip from like your fountain to lair fountain reliably with like th three or four items. <laughs> There's been some funny moments in the history of Dota 2. Yeah, remember when Shrapnel did damage to towers? I do remember that. That was so obnoxious. That was when Sniper was like actually good, right? No, the, sadly, he was actually bad before. Or maybe he was good, but nobody picked him. And then what happened was they reworked that sniper because that was back when he just had one charge of shrapnel. It was like 12-second cooldown or something, and it uh -huh. killed buildings. And then they reworked him to be the three-charge shrapnel, and that was 6.83 sniper was when they uh, reworked him to have. And the, and, the and the shrapnel had no delay on the shrapnel, so you could just, like... The second somebody stepped out of position, you just shrapnel them, and they would just get caught in like the full duration of the shrapnel. Yeah. So, and you had three charges. I remember pretty much every sniper at level three would solo kill the enemy mid, uh, with three <laughs> shrapnel charges. <laughs> yeah, that that patch. When you see troll sniper getting first rounded, like first pick troll, second pick sniper, you know there's a serious issue with with the balance of the game. Yeah, so Dota has definitely come a long way over the last five years or so. I was watching my own video, by the way. This happened like two weeks ago. I was watching my old Slark guide. Um, I don't really know why. I don't really know why I watched it. Go ahead. Were you going to say something? How, how old was the Slark guide? This is like the year I started streaming. So oh, no. like six, seven years ago. All right, all right. Um, so I was watching my own Slark guide and I was like tabbing through it a little bit and uh, I was talking about how Slark was like a good pick against Brood and I was using a competitive game against Bulba and I was like solo laning against the Brood and I'm myself I'm just like being instructional talking about my items talking about Slark being good against Brood and I'm just watching this game. Like, I'm watching it now. And I'm like, what am I talking about? I'm getting fucking dumpstered. I'm like, I'm getting dumpstered in the lane. And uh, I think I said I'm getting trashed is what I said. I'm like, what, am I, what do you mean? this? Or no, I said this lane is trash is like what I said. And then... I shit you not, like 15 seconds later, after all my stupid shit that I was saying, I said, let's check and see the net worths. Oh, man, this lane is trash. Like, I checked the net worth, and I was losing by, like, 1,400 gold 1v1 <laughs> against Broodmother <laughs> at, like, five minutes into the game or something. And uh, I was just laughing because I was... 
I mean, six-year-old me said the exact same phrase, but just, like, didn't realize how bad it was. Oh, man. It was so funny. I I truly wish that I, like, had just gotten into YouTube for, like, the eight years of my streaming career. For the sake of having some VODs? Yeah, like, there's just been some funny moments in, in the history of, you know, me just fucking around with friends and playing dota and you know i just i i feel like it would be fun to be able to like go back and see see some of that but you know twitch has cleared some all of the old vods like yeah it's like anything over yeah, a like, few months or something or like yeah, a few yeah. years i guess is 100 percent gone and like even if yeah. you saved it it's gone i had dude there was that one clip i had of jube in the background when we were at the team freedom house <laughs> I remember you remember this, right? Jubei's just in the back saying, Shut the fuck up, Dubu. Shut the fuck up, Dubu. Shut the fuck up, Dubu. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, Dubu. Oh my god, I had a command for it for the longest time that was like F you know, STFU Dubu or something. Yeah. And uh it took like four or five years for Twitch to like finally delete the clip, but I was really sad one day when I just found well, the, late, the, the clip was just gone. Yeah. yeah. I'll never forget it, man. I'll never forget it. They, those were good times. Those were simpler times. They were simpler times, monkeys. <laughs> Back when NA actually had a player base. <laughs> True that, my friend. True I think I, I think it was like I think Moon Meander was saying in a Discord that we're both in or something that like at NA pubs used to be like there used to be one NA pub for every like seven EU pubs or something or like high high MMR games or something like that. But now it's like there's one NA pub for every like 14 EU games. So we're just like, we're losing our player base like so fucking hard. <laughs> it really is sad. I'm not going to lie. It's really sad. Yeah. I mean, I knew I kind of had to jump ship, sadly. <laughs> you did, you did kind of just bail on out of here. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I was, like, eager, but when I got the offer, I'm like, yes. <laughs> I mean, it's also liquid, like, I don't know. Liquid no, I know. I mean, of course, I'm very, like, the offer itself was awesome. It's just like... Yeah. I mean, the, the thing for me in NA is it just felt like the region as a whole... Yeah, the, the region as a whole just felt like... Uh, it just felt like every game was the same people. If you had like one bad player on your team where you got in an argument with them, you would be in the next six games with them. And to me, that's like, <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty true. I, I will say I like it when Arteezy streams because you snipe one Arteezy game and you usually consistently are like dragging like a, a, a solid group of high MMR players along and you don't, I mean, like, obviously, sometimes it gets broken up or whatever. You miss the queue because more than 10 players or whatever of high MMR are going to be queuing at the same time. 
But have you been sniping that, monkeys? Have you have you been sniping Arteezy? I mean, if, this week I try to like I try to like start my stream as I'm queuing at the same time as him, and if I hit him, great. If not, oh well, and then just move on. But you know, I try I try to like start in the high MMR games to see how long I can stay in them. Because, you know, I climbed from, like, rank 140 to rank 30 in a month. But then I nice just kind of stopped, stopped enjoying Dota. So I, I took a week off. But I, I, I'm I'm eager to play again. I'm ready. I'm ready to get back into it. And I have to flex on you a little bit, BSJ. I mean, yeah, my MMR is pretty shit right now. I was on such a nice streak. <laughs> and a lot of these games, what I, I find is my issue now is... um. Uh, honestly, I mean, I'm going to look at my games, actually. I need to think of what my, my issue is here. I feel like... I don't even know, man. I'm not going to comment. <laughs> I mean, it. so sometimes you just... I don't know. Sometimes it just takes a little to get back into the swing of Dota. Like, yeah, because I mean, it really is when you're playing Dota, you have to like genuinely be thinking about so many different things simultaneously and like flawlessly. And that's not like a normal thing most people do in their everyday life when they're not playing Dota, I feel. So when you take like a week off of Dota, you know, you're probably only focused on a couple of things that are like in your immediate attention or whatever. And then you go go back to Dota after a week, and you're like, "Oh shit, I gotta do eleven things at once." I forgot. <laughs> it's very true. Very true. I feel like today specifically, my issue has been like I'm just on such a different page for my teammates, and I don't really know why. Like today, today that happened. Like every game, I'm literally just like really confused on what my teammates are doing. Um, and it's like, I'm not even sure who's right or wrong. It's literally just like, I think we're supposed to fight and nobody wants to fight. I think we're not supposed to fight. And people are like yeah. running in as three. I'm like, I don't, I'm just not, I don't know if I need to communicate better. I feel like some days are worse than others. Cause it's like the last three or four days I lost MMR and I didn't think I was playing very well. So like, for me, it's like, okay, you know, not playing all that well, lost MMR. Today's yeah. like one of those days where I felt like I played pretty well and every game was just really fucking hard, except for like I, one. I know those days. I know those yeah. days all through. That was today. So, I mean, I went four and six. It wasn't like terrible, but um, just felt I, like I every mean, game was super hard. Dude, BSJ, I had a day. Uh, it was one of my really long streams, but I, I like I was feeling really good and I was shitting on my like every lane I played. I would be like one point five maybe maybe more gold ahead of the carry like every single game i i was like winning lanes with brewmaster i was playing furion and i think i lost like 12 games or something just due to a, a teammate like giving up by 15 minutes because you know they they didn't get their stacked camp or something <laughs> they had a, a temper tantrum and i'm just like I swear, I am just, like, doing so well right now. <laughs> I'm just losing every game. <laughs> and, like, lo those are the days that are the hardest to come back from. I, I think I ended up winning, like, eight eight games in the end. I, I literally played 20 games on stream. <laughs> so I went, like, 8 and 12. So it wasn't the worst the worst showing or whatever, but it was That's just, like... games. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I grinded pretty hard. I had a few 
18 hour, 20 hour streams. Yeah, I don't know how you do that, man. That's fucking psychotic to me. <laughs> That's like straight up psychotic. For me, I feel like after 10 hours, I'm pretty dead usually. Like uh, I'm starting to lose brain function around 10 hours. Yeah. So to imagine I, I going mean, like another double of that. <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely, I definitely only do it on the days that I'm like, I'm genuinely feeling good enough to do it. Like, if if by ten hours of Dota, I'm just like, I I can't focus on the things I need to focus on because I can literally tell immediately in a game if by like five minutes I am making the most basic mistakes that like I shouldn't be making and whatever, I'll just be like, all right, you gotta you gotta stop after this year. <laughs> You're not doing the things that you need to do to win games. <laughs> so, uh, you know that, that that's kind of like my mentality. But if if I hit like twelve hours and I'm still doing all of the small things correctly, I'm just like. Why not? Just keep going. Like you're you're not you're not failing too hard or anything. <laughs> yeah, I never I'm still still trying to deliberate to myself exactly when I'm supposed to stop. Yeah. That's like because I you want to put in the volume to make sure you're practicing heroes, to make sure you're like, you know, keeping up. Um, but then you also don't want to like play too much because then you like you said, you start it's like, even when I feel like I'm slightly aware that I'm playing potentially below, it's like, man, there's just so many factors. Do you wait 10 minutes? Do you wait five minutes? Do you stop? Do you wait an yeah. hour? Um, That's something I've actually been doing after like six to eight hours of streaming. I just take my dogs for like a 10 minute walk and then come and back. And you just leave the stream in a pub or something? Yeah. And I, just I was doing that for a little while where I went to dinner at the facility where I'd just take a quick bike ride to the facility and then go pick up some dinner. It'd be like a 45 minute break. Yeah. Um, I would just leave the stream on for like a pub. Um, maybe I should do that again. That was nice. I definitely, I definitely think it's healthy. At, at least for me, you know, just get, get outside like once or twice a day. And, you know, I just go for a little 10 minute walks and actually get some movement in. I'm getting a lot of movement in actually. Like I'm getting outside a pretty good amount. It's just a matter of doing it during the stream itself. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I mean, taking like it, a quick it break. Just, yeah, it resets you. I feel like emotionally because you just you walk outside for a bit and you're like, oh yeah, not everything's about Dota. <laughs> yeah, man, it's pretty crazy how engulfed you get. It's pretty nuts, to be honest. Yeah. Uh. Man, it's actually it's actually trippy how quickly it happens over like three or four days, I'd say. Where like you play a little bit too much Dota and you just feel like your entire life revolves around Dota. And then you yeah. just have like one day you don't play Dota and you're like, oh, there is other parts to my life. Yeah. <laughs> it's very strange. I mean, I was where, just... where I... Go ahead, go ahead. No, no. Oh, yeah. I was going to say when I started working out, it felt like I was less invested in the success of my Dota games because I felt like my self-worth was less determined by winning Dota games. Yeah. That's so I think definitely having I other like... things going on. You're saying you're going to work out. You work out because of that? Yeah, that's a big reason why I work out. Just because, you know, it makes me feel better about myself and I don't put all of my self-worth on my rank or mmr or whatever 
Although that's part of that's part of why I haven't looked at my MMR in over a year because I just I don't want to like up. You haven't looked at your MMR in over a year. Yeah. Wow. Don't you want to like look at your stats page just to see your heroes though? No, I, I think I think it'll be kind of interesting if I like just wait to look at it for a long time and see how much it's changed because you know the last time I looked at it, the majority of my like high high heroes played are like mid heroes and and like some carry like terror blades in there, storms in there, <laughs> TAs in there. Wait, really? <laughs> wow. I think I think TAs up there. I don't. I, I was a mid player for four years, VSJ. I, I I went to a major as a mid player. So what's the plan? Are you never looking at your MMR again, or? No, I mean i i wanna I wanna see it when it hits 10k. You know, because I I know I'm gonna get 10k at some point. Have you been 10k soon. before? No, I've never been 10k. My 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 highest the last time, or like my highest one I was looking at my MMR was like nine point nine point four, I think. But I, I think I've surpassed that. I think I'm already past that. I don't know for sure, obviously, but I think I think I'm higher than that. Okay. Respect. Respect. I don't know how you do it, man. You just spam a lot of the same heroes and it's impressive. I watched your Brewmaster game. Somebody was mentioning it, the one where you were like twenty one kills and two deaths and you lost. Yeah. <laughs> you literally were like ulted ninety percent of the game. And you were just constantly microing your ult, and I was just like, "How the fuck is he doing this?" It's like fifty-five minutes into the game, and you've just been <laughs> ulted for the last twenty minutes or some shit. Because I loved, I love challenging myself, BSJ. Yeah, I mean know, that's just a lot of fucking units to control. Uh, Brew, Brewmaster is my proof that if there was just five me's on a team, it would be, it would be exactly no four of me. You know. <laughs> There was a there was that Reddit thread of like you know un, literally unplayable and it's Brewmaster saying three of me and he spawns the void. T- yeah. <laughs> that was a nice meme. I appreciated that one. Yeah, I, I mean it is it is funny when when you get your shard and you just you're just yelling three of me over and over and just four of me pop up and you're like ha ha. I've got you now. <laughs> Hustled, idiot. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I feel like I feel like uh, I I was like critiquing my own team fight play, and I was like, I'm realizing that the reason I think I'm bad at team fighting is first off in NA there's not too many team fights, but also as like a carry, you don't get as much team fight practice as offlaners do. Like, I think when I played offlane, I was a better team fighter. And then I also realized I'm kind of just picking random heroes rather than, like, picking heroes I'm really good at. And I, like, I played Slark the other day, and I'm like, damn, my team fighting on Slark's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out if you just play a hero a lot of times, you kind of just know what to do. Yeah, I, I mean, that's kind, of my, uh, that's kind of my approach to learning Dota. Because, like, I mean... You know, I I have been called like a two hero spammer for my entire career of Dota, which is in, like ten years now or something in in Dota two at least. And it's like people have literally named like twenty different heroes that I spam over the years. That and, you like, are the two hero spammer. Yeah, those are like the only heroes that I can play, and I'm like, I I feel, I feel like... like every patch you are though. <laughs> I feel like you I are mean... every patch. You're a two hero spammer. Is that wrong? 
I mean, I like I don't know. I eventually switched switched things up. Like before before I started spamming brew, I was spamming dazzle a lot offlane. I just first picking. How did that go? I had like a little over a fifty percent win rate. It was like it was fine. It definitely wasn't like good, but it was fine. <laughs> I could make it work. But then, but then I got bored of Dazzle because like it wasn't easy wins. So then I started messing around with Brewmaster, and after like twenty games on Brew, I was like, "Oh, I I feel like I can reliably be really obnoxious with this." So and then I just started spamming Brewmaster. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. You do that pretty much every patch. I've noticed it over the course of the time I've known you. You pick like two or three heroes, and I look at your game history and like. 90% of them every patch are those two or three heroes. I mean, it's different heroes, so it's not like saying you're limited. You just, you seem to like to perfect a specific craft. Well, well, that, that that's kind of how I view it for, like, competitive Dota, because, I, I mean, not to even say I'm, like, super hard going to be trying to compete. I, I don't know. Maybe I will again at some point, but I feel like for competitive Dota, like, it's it's really useful to just be really good at the heroes that you that you pick, right? So like I've just tried to make that list of heroes as as extensive as possible. So you know, because a lot of people they will just like first phase ban Batrider against me, or like pretty much every competitive team I've ever played against <laughs> has first just first ban Batrider against me, no matter the patch. So it's like I want my other heroes to kind of like be close to that level, right? Because then true then people actually have to you know think about what they want to ban yeah to be the next collapse play like three heroes at ti and and win it yeah not everyone has to be yathro playing 15 different heroes or whatever <laughs> every team needs like a couple of each you know you need like staple picks that the whole team knows how to play around and then you also need the the guy that can kind of pick the perfect hero for the situation yeah well and also like I don't think Brewmaster is broken right now, right? That's the, like I think his laning stage is super weak, and like if you try if you try and play Brewmaster competitively, like competitive teams are just shit on Brew and lane, and they're not really gonna struggle against them. And like I've tried Brew and high MMR pubs against Artezi and stuff, and I just like lose the lane so hard, and I'm like, oh, this is so frustrating. <laughs> like I need to figure out a way is like on how to enable this hero in lane, but it's just it's so difficult to do. So. Like I don't think brew is brew itself is broken either, but like I'm getting good at it when I think it's gonna get buffed more from here, right? So yeah, I mean he's definitely due here. for a buff. Yeah. Yeah. So so then there's gonna be you know some patch in the future that brew gets buffed, and I'm like, all right, this is my patch now, baby. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> Respect. What's uh what's your plans for the the holidays coming up, monkeys? I, I don't really have any plans. I'm, you know, probably gonna just spend it with my mother and maybe That's my nice. father. I don't. I don't know. My dad is like traveling seventy-five percent of the time nowadays. So. Damn, <laughs> traveling that much during COVID—that's crazy. A lot of people aren't doing that. I, I, I mean, it's not like he doesn't necessarily go like super far or whatever, but like he. He likes listening to a lot of like live music and stuff, so he's like kind of been getting back into that. Okay, wait. So he doesn't have to travel. He's just going. I, I, I mean, you, you know, he he travels like maybe drives like four hours or something, so he's still like within state or you know. I he's see. Not necessarily flying everywhere or whatever. 
Dude, in Europe, if you drive for four hours, you're in like three countries over. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I've been there. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. It definitely takes some getting used to. I can just hop on a train to London in like three hours. Yeah. But that's also like super cool because you can just go... like London was great when we were there for that Red Bull tournament, was it? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we the, the, the Red We went to a lot of lands on runes that we shouldn't Ooh. have <laughs> And it was all because 747 wanted to solo kill me as Alchemist. Yep. <laughs> Good times. Good times. We got like four we got like four lands off of that. <laughs> Just for the story, you know, this is we're we're about hitting the hour mark, but TLDR, we made it to the minor because the team team at the time was ahead of us by a pretty massive lead, pretty unthrowable lead, and 747 and I don't really get along. Uh, and he attempted to solo kill me as Alchemist mid with like double the net worth of anyone else in the game when his entire team was like showing on a tower on the opposite side of the map. He did it twice and died both times uh in the final game of a best of three and because like it was straight up like hate like he was just trying to kill me i'm pretty sure if it was any other carry player he wouldn't have gone for the kill and he tried to kill me and they ended up losing the game off of it and then we qualified to the minor and then because we beat them and qualified for the minor we got invited to like three or four other lands and just lost all of them <laughs> We literally did not win a single game. I think we won one at Red Bull. We won. Red yeah, Bull we won because we were the first team yeah, to spec to do the Specter Alk strat. Because yep. you could swap out heroes, so you'd be Alk and you'd rush Radiance, and then you'd swap it out for a, a, a Specter. So you'd have like a nine minute Radiance on Specter. Yeah, yeah, that was that was nice. That was a good that time. Was, Very happy to. Uh, I actually thought of that. I think. Maybe. We also did the broodmother abuse, and like I overplayed my hero and fed, and then every other team used the strategy and beat us with it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. We 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 set the meta for that land. We really did, and we managed to still get last. <laughs> we straight up came with like we came up with like every creative hero swap idea in the game. <laughs> And we still lost miserably. <laughs> but, uh, you know. Gotta put whatever you can on your resume. I'm pretty mentally tired today. I think you can tell. Had a long day of pubs. But, you know, pretty chillax episode of the podcast. Um, no fancy outro this time around. Do you have any loving last words here for your, the for the people at home, monkeys? Uh... Thank you for watching, everyone. We appreciate you. That was so garbage. What? Why? No, nah, it was actually pretty good. That was very nice and genuine, guys. Hearts and chat <laughs> for our boy monkeys. We appreciate it. Uh, it's always nice spending time with you, buddy. I just, yeah, today's a weird day. I feel mentally. We all have those days, man. You know it's what I mean? Good. But once again, guys, check out Exclamation Point Podcast event if you are interested in being a part of the live AMA. 
It's like $12 for a ticket, and you get some other perks with it too. Uh, it'll be taking place on the 29th. Um, be a lot of reminders in chat. It'll be you able to actually talk to us and stuff in a chat room. So I wish I sounded more excited about it. It is going to be a lot of fun, I think. Just right now, it's really hard to uh, feign excitement. It'll be great. BSJ. It'll be fantabulistic. Expialidocious is tendly how I like to think about it. But okay, buddy. Until next time, see you next week. I will uh, make sure we do it on Monday, and I'll find a lovely guest. So. All right, sounds good. Have a good week. Thanks for, see you, buddy.